JB, how's it going? I'm doing well, Holt Smash. How have you been? Good. Alex? I'm thriving out here. So tell me, Holt, uh, I hear your uh, Mississippi Braves are going on a run right now. Um, yeah, it looks like uh, they're doing pretty well. Yeah, it looks like uh, they might make the playoffs, so uh, that'll be good for the uh, city of Jackson. I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of people will uh, are excited around here. Don't don't forget about the the city of Flowood though. That's that's the one that really appreciates it. Right, or I mean, probably Pearl the most. I think that's that's where the stadium's at. So, where where are you recording from today, Holt? Uh, I'm back in Flowood again. So, uh, back here, going to Jacksonville again in a few days, and uh, then I'll be done traveling for a while. And JB, you're in Memphis, I'm assuming. East Memphis, right on the edge. Yep, I'm in East Memphis, right on the edge of the loop. Let's let's talk about this, JB, for a second, because last last show we talked about Central Barbecue was opening soon in East Memphis, pretty close to you. And the picture that you took took or we posted yesterday for Fat Friday was not from that location; it's from the summer. Head that you tried the East Memphis location. What did you think about it? I was less than impressed about it. To be honest, I was just extremely bummed. Uh, I ordered the barbecue nachos. That's one of their staples. And the nachos were just poorly made. Uh, there was just a lots of chips, lots of cheese, and barely a handful of meat. Probably less than a handful of meat. It was just really subpar. Uh, just the, the, the uh, presentation of it was just really bad, too. Uh, the cheese was bigger uh, slices, bigger up. Uh, slices than uh the ones they use for the or you know it's more, bigger shreds i guess what you call it than thicker shreds <laughs> a shit ton of cheese. yeah it was it was a shit ton of cheese shit ton of chips no meat i mean i almost wanted to send it back and tell them this is bullshit this is not this is not the standards for the uh you know three locations that you already have i know you're the first of a chains but this is not how i want memphis to be represented when you guys expand yeah, Central is supposed to expand nationwide. I think eventually they're supposed to get one in Atlanta, which I'm pretty excited about. They eventually. will. Kind of, uh, Nashville. Like yeah, Nashville is the next city they're opening up in. They're supposed to open the location in Nashville later this year. But they've really got to get their shit together because I was not impressed just by that one experience with the barbecue nachos. Granted, I haven't had anything else on the menu, so I don't know how the quality of the, uh, the smoked wings are or the ribs or the brisket or the uh, sausages you know, for the chain location. Holstmas, have you had any good biscuits and gravy lately? Um, I've not. I really, uh, I haven't really tried anything new lately. Otherwise, I, I would try to bring something new to the show. But bring it's been, uh, yeah, it's been the same old, same old. I would say it's actually it's kind of depressing every time I ask you because you're like, "Yep, I um I had a hot dog last night from from Kroger, cooked it myself." Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty boring. Uh, I don't get off work until really late at night. And uh, usually I sleep until I have to go to work. So usually, like, the only time for me, like, where I would want to go get something to eat, there's not anything open. So me and uh, me and my girl just celebrated our one-year anniversary. Where, thank God like, we made it that long. It's, it's, Dude, are you serious? Like, I still haven't yeah. even met her. Y'all been together for a year? Well, you're, <laughs> supposed to come, you're supposed to come to Atlanta. You're supposed to come to Atlanta. Yeah. Soon. Hey, look, man, you can come visit me sometime. You know, it doesn't have to I, be, a, like, a one-way street here. Yeah, our relationship is we're gonna take it to the next level. We'll go both ways. We'll go both ways. I'll um I'll come during. I actually do want to come during football season when baseball season's over, and watch football all day with you, and um 
drink a cold one or something, eat yeah. some good biscuits or those, those good yeah. Kroger hot dogs. Holy. No, we got to hit up Bojangles for sure. Yeah. Well, I have Bojangles, so we probably go to Raising Cane's and Whataburger. But what I was going to say is, uh, y'all make fun of me, but we had our one year anniversary the other day and we went out and I took my baby to Chili's <laughs> because we had a gift card. But we will be going somewhere nicer eventually, but just we were uh, kind of a tight spot yes last week. Uh, but we did go to Chili's, and it was, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Uh, Chili doesn't get the credit it should, but uh, there's nothing to talk about on SNC Slow Smoke. So, we're going to get to South Carolina Gamecocks football. I'll ask, I'll ask JB, do you ever get tired of saying Cox whenever you talk about South Carolina? No. I think that's like the, that's the best abbreviation of any team. Like I'm always just want to call them the Cox. Like, are you a cock or are you a tiger? When I ask anyone from South Carolina, Holt, do you think South Carolina fans get tired of everybody else like JB saying Cox, and you think it just gets old? Um, no, I don't think so. Um, I don't know very many South Carolina fans, but I think they kind of embrace it and they kind of. Uh, where you know, I see them wear a lot of shirts that make that joke. Um, so I think they kind of embrace it and kind of just roll with it and accept it. I, I, um, you know, South Carolina hasn't been in the SEC so too long. What was it like in the 90s? Not, maybe, 92. Like, actually, them and Arkansas both joined in 92. Yeah, Arkansas, they joined the conference in 1992 with Arkansas. So that's going to be coming up on 26 years. So last year they celebrated the 25 year anniversary in the conference. God dang, that was like about, about how old we are. God dang. Um, it's um they still to me they still kind of seem like an outsider in SEC, but like I I like them a lot. I think they're they're to me they're a little bit different. They don't they're not as an outsider as Missouri right now to me, but I I just feel like they're kind of an outsider in SEC because I feel like they do everything a little different in South Carolina. Like they got the Under Armour going, um, they're Gamecocks and not Tigers like everybody else in SEC. And um, I just I kind of like I kind of like Williams Bryce Stadium. I haven't been personally, but I've heard it's really loud. Um, so I just kind of like South Carolina. I'll ask, um, I'll ask Holt, have you ever been to the state of South Carolina? Um, I went to Myrtle Beach one time when I was a kid, but uh, that's about it. I don't really uh, have any memory of it other than that was the first time I tasted salt water. And, uh, <laughs> You're learned, salty. Yeah, salty. I had to learn, learn the uh, hard way. Thanks, JB. And, uh, <laughs> Those jokes. We need the drum for JB. Dun-dun. Yeah, but uh, I would love to go back one day. Um, actually... Uh, my boss last year uh, is a big South Carolina fan. Uh, he used to be the equipment manager there when he was in school. So he's and, a big uh, cock. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that gets yeah. old to me. Jim. Yeah, I was about to say, JB, I, th- I think it's run its course on, on this podcast. <laughs> I mean, maybe there's some people out there who, like, won't get sick of it. You think there's somebody out there that's listening to all, like, 25 of our listeners, and there's, like, 20 of them that are tired or 24 of them that are tired. And but there's that one. one. Yeah. Shout, shout, shout out, yeah, shout out to that guy or girl, yeah. or girl, yeah, or or whatever. If you like to be gender neutral, we we don't we don't discriminate here. We just want your ears. Yeah, we just love food and football. Everything else is yeah. everything else we're cool with. Which is, I mean, we won't get too much, but that's something I do I do like about food and football is that like it's not political at all. It's just you, and that's why I, sometimes I don't like ESPN because they do make things political, and I just like I want it to be not as subjective or get too personal. I just want it to be about if your defense is good, your offense is good, or if you like this this barbecue sandwich or not. It's not that hard. Right. Exactly. JB, have you been through South Carolina? 
actually been through South Carolina personally. I've come close to it. I've uh, been near the border. But, uh, not Knoxville. I've been in North Carolina. I've been in Georgia. I've been close to the line. Uh, as far north as uh, where Lake Burton is, uh, where Nick Saban goes to uh, vacation a lot, and also in close to South Carolina. I've just never been in the state. And here's I've, the cool uh, go ahead, go ahead. Fact about uh, williams Bryce Stadium. It is not an on-campus stadium. It is off-campus. And it's surrounded by a parking lot. So pretty much when you go there, like, you can park at the stadium and everyone just tailgates, you know, surrounding the stadium and the parking lot that surrounds it. Well, I, I was actually uh, – I was doing a little research um, about different SEC websites. And I don't know, have you all heard of SEC Rant? Yes. That's a run by uh, Tiger Tropics. Yeah. There was a, there was a, a message board post thread about how South Carolina's um, – stadiums and athletic facilities are like last in the SEC and I don't there's people disagreeing obviously with that but they were talking about their main point was how far away from campus it was but it's really not that far it's just I guess maybe a little bit more inconvenient but not really I don't think but I don't know well I mean South Carolina is in a city like a decent South city in Columbia right so it's not it's not as easy as it is in like you know Starville Mississippi or Auburn Alabama where there's just like open land everywhere and you can just build wherever you want. It's kind of – it's just a lot harder to – you know what I mean? Yeah. I haven't I haven't uh, hung out or spent too much time in South Carolina. I do – I go to Charlotte quite a bit. And going to Charlotte from Atlanta, you have to go through South Carolina. So I go to, I go through South Carolina a lot now. And I've, I've, I think I've been there a few different times for other reasons too. So I haven't really spent too much time. But I kind of like to get to know but or get to go there a little bit more and just hang out in, like, Charleston or something. I think everybody talks about Charleston being awesome. Um, also, I think, um, not this year, but, like, we, we should try to go to, like, a South Carolina football game, especially, like, the South Carolina-Clemson. I know that's yeah. on Thanksgiving. That's so definitely – that's but, yeah, Williams-Brice is on my uh, bucket list. And, of course, with you living in Atlanta, Alex, that'll make it an easy stop for me to uh, get to Columbia. And also, Clemson's yeah. really close to you as well. I, even though it's not an SEC, like, I would like to see a game at Death Valley because – Clemson's kind of like an SEC school, in my opinion. They're they're well, an SEC they're an SEC school stuck in the ACC. Yeah, they're doing that Auburn game in like twenty twenty five or twenty twenty six. So I mean, hey, if this thing's still going on, I still live in Atlanta. We can we can go to it. It's only it's less than two hours to Clemson, I think, and then Columbus is just a little bit further, but not that far. I don't know the exact distance, but it's not that far. If you're wrong. Dude, Clemson uh, sucks. They're overrated and they cheat. <laughs> Sorry, well, I, I was just, I, I was just trying to uh, to reel our South Carolina fans back in that may have. Gotten lost the last like five minutes. We were talking about Clemson. All right, so South Carolina football hole. We have this year. We have Will Muschamp. We have young coordinators that have been there for three years now. I think, or this is the third year. And we have Jake Bentley and Debo Samuel. What are you excited about out of what I just mentioned, or outside of that? Yeah, well, obviously we saw Debo Samuel make a lot of really big plays on offense and special teams last year before he got hurt. Um, big time player. Uh, probably the best receiver or one of the best receivers in the country. Um, just a really explosive player, and it'll be Jake Bentley's number one target. Jake Bentley is his third year starting. Um, you know, he knows what he's doing. He's really matured. Um, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how much of a step forward he can take in year three. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think offensively there's definitely some things to like. Uh, Rico Dowdle is a running back who's been there for a couple of years. A solid SEC running back guy. That doesn't really get talked about a lot, but I think uh, it's maybe a little bit under the radar. And, um, you know, he wears number five, so I feel like anytime you wear a single-digit number, you have to be good. 
Yeah. Uh, JB, that last year, South Carolina went 9-4, and four, and they ended up beating Michigan in the bowl game, which is, to me, kind of a big win. I mean, Michigan um, – Looks now like they were a little, they were overrated last year, but South Carolina going nine and four is a big step for them and for Will Muschamp. Can you tell me first of all, last year's nine and four was that a little bit of luck um, because the SEC East was down, or is South Carolina actually good? Uh, last year, I think they were kind of ahead of schedule. To be honest, uh, eight and four was a really good season for them last year. Uh, you know, they struggled early on in the season. Uh, I remember they had that uh, escape early in the season. I think it was against Louisiana Tech. Uh, they yeah, had it was. To, they had to. Yeah. They had to escape that one at home, and then of course uh, they had some. Clo- they had a close one against Tennessee at Knoxville. Uh, I remember Tennessee drove down to the two yard line, had three chances to score, didn't score. South Carolina ended up escaping that one, and uh, you know they kind of just. I don't know if I'd call it a limp, but they did. They did get catch a lot of breaks, to make it to eight and four. But then once they had like a month to prepare for Michigan, uh, Will Muschamp pulled all the stops in that game and kind of gave us a glimpse of what we're going to see this year. This is. This is going to be an improved team from last year. Last year's team was definitely ahead of schedule record-wise. This year's team, I think, is going to be a team that steps up and is able to compete in the East. I don't know if they're going to be able to uh, – it remains to be seen if they're going to be able to uh, compete with Georgia record-wise, but I do think on the field, when they do play them, they're going to be toe-to-toe. Do you, uh, do you guys remember that ball game at all? I the Michigan Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not not as well as y'all do. I remember a little bit, but I didn't watch the entire I mean, game. it was basically like the ugliest win I've ever seen. Um, well, and that's that's kind of how Will Muschamp play. And Will yeah, Muschamp well, I mean, play. they were down – I think they were down by like two touchdowns like halfway through the fourth quarter, and they had like a defensive touchdown and – or maybe a special I – can't, I can't remember how they scored, but it was just like they scored a couple touchdowns like at the very end of the game, and it, they were basically getting blown out the entire game. Um, but – you know, that's just how well Muschamp coaches, and, you know, sometimes you're going to have some games like that. Obviously, an ugly win is better than a pretty loss, but, you know. I, I mean, I, I, all I'm saying is that uh, when I look at South Carolina last year, um, I, you know, going through their schedule, I mean, I'm looking at it right now, I just don't really see any, like, really quality wins. Um, and I see a couple of losses to some bad teams, like Kentucky and Texas A&M. Um, yeah, I mean, Texas a wasn't bad, but, you know, they weren't anything special last year. Um, you know, I just don't – there's not really, like, a lot of meat on the bone, I guess, I would say, for that. Yeah, that's good, 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 good analogy there. Even though uh, – right. And so, I mean, even though they did get to nine wins last year, which is, you know, always a good thing, um, you know, I definitely think uh, maybe they're not quite a 9-10 win <laughs> team um, resume-wise, if that makes sense. They are they are hyped up now though um, for sure. I mean, people don't people aren't picking them picking them to win the East. I don't think, but they are predicting like a nine win team. I think or ten win team this year. Um, staying on topic, Holt with Muschamp, a lot of um, and especially in the SEC, you, you you know the talent that you you play week in and week out. You're it's all a lot of comparable talent, so you can't really just overpower somebody with talent for the most part. Alabama can, but Alabama even has met their match now with Georgia and other teams. But South Carolina, for example, everybody they play, nobody they're not necessarily going to be more talented. There's nobody that they can just overpower with talent or overwhelm with talent. So a lot of a lot of coaching and wins in the SEC is, you know, these toss up, these fifty fifty games where you have to win and that's what Muschamp did last year. So I think that was that was important. But can you tell me, you know, him going nine to four and 
him getting fired from Florida and then South Carolina hiring him, I didn't think was the best move to start with, but it looks like it's paying off right now. I mean, last year it was nine win team. The year before that, he, I think he won, like he went to bowl game, won six or seven games. And that was kind of ahead of schedule to me. Can you tell me why um, Will Muschamp is doing better at South Carolina than he was at Florida? And do you think he's the right guy for South Carolina? Do you think it's like a better fit? Well, I don't necessarily think he's doing a better job at South Carolina than he did at Florida. Um, if you remember at Florida, they went like 11-1 and one and went to the Sugar Bowl in his second year, I think it was. Yeah, yeah that's right. So, uh, so, I mean, in my opinion, like we haven't seen the offense really take off um, other than – that the first game of the season last year against NC State, they had a couple of big plays on offense. But other than that, I didn't really think their offense was very explosive. Um, and that was kind of the knock on him at Florida. I just think the expectations of South Carolina are a little bit less. And he's recruiting really well there. And defensively, they play sound football. But I think he's still got the same problems as a head coach as he had at Florida. A lot of people say he's improved and, like, you know, he's changed and all these other things. But, I, like, I mean, to me, the problem with him at Florida wasn't that they played good defense or recruited well. It was that they were ter- they were just atrocious on offense. And, uh, you know, I mean, he they just like I said, they had a couple of good games last year before uh, Debo Samuel got hurt. Um, but I just don't – just like I said, I just don't see that improvement on the offensive side of the ball that makes me think that he's like some change coach and he's going to, uh, you know, uh, really – I don't think he's going to compete with Georgia like on a regular basis, I guess is what I'm saying. I think um, Florida with Dan Mullen is going to definitely improve. And, uh, you know, Jeremy Pruitt at Tennessee. So we'll see if when those teams get right, if we're still talking about Will Muschamp is a good coach. And, I mean, the the truth is, like, long-term, I don't think he is going to be the long-term answer, but that's just my opinion. Here's one common denominator about uh, Will Muschamp. Uh, at Florida and in his first uh, three seasons or two seasons in South Carolina, his offensive coordinator was Kurt Roper. And the guy that got him fired at Florida was Kurt Roper because, <clears throat> you know, he could never field a good offense. And then he brings that guy to South Carolina with him for his first two seasons. But then I think – but then we see Muschamp fired him at the end of this past season. I think Muschamp has realized the mistake that he had made by bringing him along with him to Columbia. And I'm excited to see this new offense this year under McClendon. I think it's going to have the potential to be more explosive. Like you said, uh, with Rico Daddle, he's a really underrated back. He produces. Uh, with Debo Samuel, you've always got that threat to uh, alter the course of the game. And Jake Bentley is a really stable quarterback, too. So I'm, I'm excited to watch this offense. I think this offense, we're going to see drastic improvement from previous few seasons. Yeah, I um, I never understood why he hired Kurt Roper at South Carolina when he essentially – effed up the offense at Florida and he brought himself kind of understood that. Um, do you think, Ozzy David, do you think, um, you think Jake Bentley kind of hides how good or how bad, uh, excuse me, do you think Jake Bentley hides how bad Muschamp's offense is or how their offense was because he's actually pretty good? Oh, yeah. I, I think Bentley's going to flourish this season. I really think that uh, McClendon's going to be able to utilize him perfectly. Uh, Bentley kind of just – he, he was so talented. He was kind of the one that was just carrying this offense last year. Yeah. Uh, if, they, if, they didn't, if they didn't have a good quarterback, uh, yeah, they would not have won eight games. Bentley is that talented. Uh, he's definitely an NFL prospect, in my opinion. He can make all the throws. Uh, he's very comfortable in the pocket. He can scramble when needed. And I know he, he's, he's kind of like takes a backseat to most, you know, a lot of players in the conference like Stidham and 
uh, Jake Fromm, uh, Nick Fitzgerald. But he's still one of the top quarterbacks. Or Drew Locke, he's still one of the top quarterbacks in the conference. He just isn't talked about as much. Yeah, um, I, I like Jake Lee a lot. I think he when he first came in as a freshman, he was te- he was really like a high school senior. I think he way. was. I think he, he was a high school senior age, right. and uh, you remember he his redshirt was burned uh, over halfway through the season. I remember he made his first start against Tennessee, and ended up winning that game. And that was like Muschamp's first signature win. And ever since he, then, Bentley's been really – he's improved every game since then. I mean, I, I think I, I was looking at stats um, the other day. I think, his, I think his sophomore stats are actually a little bit worse than his freshman stats, but I still think he's a pretty good quarterback. Um, Holt, do you think where, – where would you rank Jake Bentley in the SEC for quarterbacks? Um, I wouldn't put him quite up in that top tier um, of quarterbacks. There's a lot of good quarterbacks. Yeah, the, the – I mean, I don't know if there's uh, – any great quarterbacks in the SEC this year? Maybe Stidham and Locke um, could could be great. Uh, I think there's a lot of good quarterbacks in the SEC, and I think he falls in that that category, that second, third tier of SEC quarterbacks. Um, you know, just like you said, he was really good his freshman year and kind of surprised a lot of people, and I think people were looking for him to maybe take a really big step forward last year, and he didn't. Now, granted, that's not all on him. Obviously, we talked about Kurt Roper, and we talked about, uh, you know, Debo Samuel – the injury to him, which is just huge to that offense. Cause I mean, he's really uh, what teams have to focus in on. And that really opens up some opportunities for some of their other guys as well. Um, but yeah, it's just, he didn't really take that big step forward last year. And that concerns me just a little bit. Um, you know, he's not much of a, a running threat either. He does run a little bit, but you know, it's mostly going to be from the pocket. And um, I just think when they play better defenses, he's uh, really struggled. Um, to really get anything going, you know, against Georgia, Michigan, and some of the more talented teams they played last year. Um, you know, even Tennessee, uh, they didn't really have a great game. So that, that just concerns me a little bit. Um, I would like to see him play a little bit better against maybe some of the better defenses on their schedule. And, um, you know, just like I said, I, it's not all on him. I, I Just like I said, I kind of blame Will Muschamp a little bit for that. I think he meddles in the offense a little bit too much. I think he's one of those – uh, defensive-minded coaches who's just kind of like, you know, just don't mess it up for my defense, basically, is his message to the quarterback, I feel like. Uh, but, uh, you know, we'll see if he can take a step forward this year. Just like I said, it's his third year starting, so he definitely knows his way around and uh, will definitely improve this year. Yeah. Um, switching over to the defensive side. Uh, Jamie, do you, do you worry at all about South Carolina's defense, or do you just think Will Muschamp's a defensive guy? So, I mean, they're they're going to be good this year. They have, they have, um, I think their best defensive player is DJ Warnham, and I'm, I'm sure if I always f up last names, like DJ Warnham, he's on, he's defensive end, he's the um, he's a couple preseason award watch list. Uh, he's probably their best defensive player. Um, so, Jamie, do you just do you are you concerned at all with their defense, or do you just think that they'll be good because of Muschamp's good? Oh, Muschamp will be able to scheme and uh, have his defense ready to play early in the season. Muschamp is one, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the best defensive minds in the conference. And, of course, he has third-year coordinator, uh, Travaris Robinson, who's going to be running the defense, who uh, one day could be a head coach. Uh, he's an up-and-comer uh, coordinator. Let, uh, me, let me just say this real quick. Both of their coordinators are very, very young. Uh, Robinson is only 36, and McClendon is 34. So – um, that's not super unusual, but um, it is a little little unique that their coordinators are that young. So it's kind of it's kind of good for him. Good for him, I guess. They could maybe 
get some more experience before they l- try to leave for a head coaching job. But um, I just want to throw that out there real quick. Yeah, yeah. And uh, here's another thing. Um, they're, uh, they have defensive tackle Javon Kenlaw up the middle. He is really a solid guy. I think he has really great potential. I think he has a chance to realize it this year. Also, T.J. Brunson, uh, their linebacker, or plays middle linebacker, he's a really solid player too. Uh, he's really good at uh, stiffing out the run and helping stop the run. And also, they got two stable seniors at cornerback and Rashad Fenton and uh, Kayshawn Nixon. And uh, here's a quick fact about those two guys. Both of those guys, I did some research on them, played for Snoop Dogg when they played Pee Wee football. Snoop Dogg was their Pee Wee football coach. Whoa, no way. <laughs> I know. So I'm just thinking, like, all the things he would have said at practice, you know, all of his Debbie, little can you, can you give us one rap line from Snoop Dogg? Drop it like it's hot. Yeah. Do, do, do a quick yeah. Snoop Dogg impression. Do a quick Snoop Dogg impression. I'm not doing Snoop Dogg. Come on, it would, it would come out. It would come out too. It would come we'll out too. It would come out too southern. So we'll. Uh, no, no, JB, do it. Do it. No, this is gonna be you, Al. You do it. No, no, because it's it's everybody knows I can drop it like it's hot. We just don't know if you can. So we need to we need to at least try. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. <laughs> there we go. That's all I'm doing. All right. Uh, well respected. You um. I, I would go to your concert probably, but um, I'd probably probably wouldn't pay too much though. Um, okay, so thanks, thanks, JB, for that little tidbit for Snoop Dogg. Um, let's ask Holt real quick. Um, JB is talking about, and we we've all talked about how great of a defensive mind Muschamp is. Let me ask you this, Holt: you would you rather have Will Muschamp or Kirby Smart as your defensive coordinator? Um, is that like a real question or are you being, is that like a joke? No, I know. Like I understand Kirby smart is the better head coach. I'm talking about the coordinator only. Um, I would still rather have Kirby smart. I'll yeah, take Will Muschamp. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's why I think it's a like good uh, question. I mean, do you remember what happened last time? Will Muschamp was a defense coordinator. I don't understand like how he was like, you're talking about at Auburn. I don't understand. Like they, they weren't as good, but I don't know. They were bad. Think- they weren't like not good. They were bad. No, they weren't. They weren't good. But let's let's be fair. Uh, the the talent he had on that defense was pretty subpar. Uh, Gus Malzahn didn't really have any good defense at Auburn up until then. And now Kevin Steele, the Auburn defensive coordinator, inherited a lot of the guys that Muschamp recruited in that one year. Yeah, I'd rather have Kirby Smart. I think I think I would still rather have Kirby Smart. But I mean, I think I think it is a fair question. But I, I mean, it could be one of those things where maybe Will Muschamp's a little bit overrated on defense, but. I mean, I don't think he is, but I think yeah, he's he a. Be. I think he's a good recruiter. I think he's a good defensive mind. I just, you know, I mean, I. I mean, I guess I, I could kind of see where you're coming from a little bit. Um, definitely, as a head coach, I'd much rather have Kirby Smart. But yeah. as a, yeah, as a defensive coordinator, I guess you know you could make an argument. Um, but just like I said, the last memory we have of him as a defensive coordinator was him not doing very well at Auburn. And it was only one year, and. You know, they didn't really have uh, the roster where they wanted it at the time. So, I mean, I guess I can kind of see where you're coming from. And uh, I do think South Carolina is going to have a good defense this year. You know, it's like if I can just talk for a minute about uh, um, like what JB was saying, they got a couple really solid linebackers, a um, couple of senior corners um, who hopefully didn't uh, get too much secondhand smoke as, uh, as children. And um, <laughs> I think they, uh, they should – they should be pretty solid on the defensive side of the ball. You know, Will Muschamp is going to be scheming things up and uh, 
he's going to – a lot like we talked about on the Arkansas preview when he talked about uh, how John Chavis really struggles when his, his offense runs like an up-tempo style offense. Um, yeah. Will Muschamp, since he's the head coach, uh, is going to be more conservative on offense to give his defense uh, less time on the field and more time on the sideline. Um, which is going to obviously help them out a lot too. And they're going to play a lot of really low-scoring, ugly games. Um, but I think that's exactly what Will Muschamp wants to see. Um, before we get into the schedule, um, a couple of things I want to talk about. We talked about recruiting. Um, Muschamp's been a really good recruiter at South Carolina. I think this 2018 class, top 20, and I think 2019 class, top 20, which is pretty good by South Carolina standards. You got to think it's, it's probably pretty hard um, to compete with Clemson head to head in recruiting now. So I think top twenty is pretty pretty good class for South Carolina when you're competing not only against Clemson but then everybody in the SEC East as well because you're kind of the same recruiting the same areas as Tennessee and Florida and Georgia and everybody else. So I think that's pretty good. Um, but also before we get into the schedule, I'll ask you two both. Which I always ask is your favorite South Carolina player ever. Jadavian Clowney is like the first one that pops in my head. Um, yep. I'm not sure if that's going to be my official answer or not because I, I really didn't think about it much before you asked. Um, man, uh, well, you know, I was a big uh, remember uh, Marcus Lattimore was yeah. definitely a big fan of him, um, and Connor Shaw was probably one of the most underrated players I can remember, especially under, like, quarterbacks. Like, I mean, he was a really solid quarterback, really good quarterback, and no one really ever talked about him. He actually played in the NFL for a minute, too, I think. Yeah, I would have I would have said Marcus Lattimore. I think he had potential to be one of – I mean, not the best running backs in the SEC ever, but, like, he had a, he had a chance to be a Heisman candidate before he got hurt. I think he was – like his freshman year, I think he had a thousand yards, and he was he was crazy. I think he was really really good. That's um, kind of kind of sad that he had to um, get hurt. A Tennessee game, thanks JP. Um, but he he was really well. Good the first time he got hurt was against Mississippi State. Yeah, so dang it, but the are yeah. effing up. I know. Him up. Our, when Marcus Lattimore played against our favorite teams, he always got hurt. That's, that sucks. <laughs> he um, and he he actually he tried to go in the NFL. And he um, he had a <laughs> this is the the financial analyst of me coming out. He had like an insurance policy before he got to the NFL. If he didn't, if he couldn't play, then I think he got some, he took out some insurance policies that he got paid still a certain amount of money. So I think he was fine there. And then he, I think he's now, he's trying to be a coach. I think he was, he was trying to be like a South Carolina assistant. I think he, he coached in high school or something like that. I don't know what he's, what actually doing. So I think, I think what, what, from what I was told is he runs like a, some kind of camp, like for kids. And uh, I don't know if it's like a camp or like what, what you would call it. Um, and he wanted to be a college coach too, but because of like NCAA rules, they were, were going to, you basically have to pick like one or the other. And I think, well, Muschamp offered him a job, but he couldn't take it because he didn't want to give up his, uh, you know, like what he was doing for the kids there in South Carolina. So definitely, uh, you know, just talks about like what kind of guy he is. Everyone you talk to about, uh, Marcus Lattimore always has like good things to say about him. He just and obviously was one of the one great running back, and uh, it sucks, you know, that he didn't get to play in the NFL and show what he could do. 
Jamie, was that the guy that uh, Lane Kiffin said he'd be, he'll be pumping gas? No, it was Alshon Jeffrey. Alshon Jeffrey was, that was the famous quote. Uh, but my favorite uh, South Carolina player of all time, uh, I'm going to go with the recent one, is Marcus Lattimore. Uh, we were just talking about him, or you guys were just talking about him. I think he's the best running back that's come through the SEC in the past decade. I know this might be kind of a hot take, but uh, if he if without those two injuries, he would have been the best running back the SEC has seen in the last 10 to 20 years. Uh, that guy, He was that good. I mean, I know we've had some other ones come through, like you know, guys like uh, Leonard Fournette. Yeah, so uh, Fournette's my favorite player, but Fournette, or, you know, Fournette, list. you know, Trent Richardson, guys like Todd that. Gurley, Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley, uh, you know, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb. I think Lattimore is the best that I've seen in the last ten to fifteen years. And if without with those two ACL injuries that wrecked his career, he would have been wrecking havoc on Sundays. Who was the? Um, I forgot his name, but y'all can help me. Who was the defensive back? Quarterback that was good at South Carolina's NFL. Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, they got yeah. well. Stephon Gilmore. Yeah. Uh, they also got Dante Robinson. Uh, Jonathan Joseph's really. He's been having a really solid career in the NFL as well. And no, good. I forgot. I, I forgot his name. Maybe I'll think of it in a second, but I can't think of his name. But that's not who I was thinking about. But oh well, we'll, we'll move on to the schedule. All right, so going on to the schedule here. Um, you know, obviously they have the East, um, which should be a little bit up on the up, up and up this year uh, with Florida. Resurging and Georgia's going to be really good this year, or expect to be really good. Non-conference isn't too impressive. They have, they do have Clemson, obviously, to, at Clemson to finish off the year, like they always do the rivalry game. But they play Coastal Carolina, Marshall, and um, UT Chattanooga. Um, but so they should should be all right with the uh, non-conference bus besides Clemson. But we'll we'll go ahead and knock this out one by one here. So we'll start off the year. Uh, this next Saturday, actually, we're a week away now, um, playing Coastal Carolina. Um, I, it'll be on the SEC Network. I think this will be an easy win. Um, we'll just say easy win unless y'all want to talk more about this. Uh, they were good at baseball a couple years ago. Which surprises me. That That's what I like about college baseball is that it's not limited to Power 5 teams. Well, the other thing, too, is um, not trying to dog on Coastal Carolina, but I think uh, the way that the scholarships work in college baseball – um, some of these schools that are not hard to get into, um, it's a little bit easier for guys to earn like scholarship money, I think, or something like yeah. that. It's it's kind of like a, a weird situation, but basically, like, it's it's easier for them to put together like a team full of players than it is for even like a couple like Power Five teams. Yeah, but I mean, even even with that being said, I think Power Five still has more resources. They should be able to. Yeah. I mean, well, they do. Right, Coastal Carolina puts a lot of money into baseball, though. All right, so we'll, we'll say easy win there. Um, then, right in week two, they play Georgia at williams Bryce. So, this is going to be a tough game. Um, I mean, Tacos going to be undefeated, but I mean, they've only played one game. <laughs> but they still are undefeated. We're undefeated. And, <laughs> yeah, they're going to be fired up for this game. Um, I'm going to let uh, I'm gonna let Holt take this one for a second and then switch it to JB. I think Georgia's going to win this game, but I have a feeling y'all might might be trying to predict the upset here. Yeah, you know, the upset's been kind of a trendy pick here. Um, you know, Georgia loses a lot on the defensive side of the ball. You know, um, they do have DeAndre Swift back, but they lost Sonny Michelle and Nick Chubb. Um, Jake Fromm, uh, kind of similar to uh, Jake Bentley, uh, struggled against – Struggled to to make big plays against some of the better defenses they faced last year, um, and I think South Carolina is um, going to be one of the better defenses they faced this year. Um, so it'll be interesting to see 
the the matchup of South Carolina's defense versus Georgia's offense. If uh, South Carolina can win that matchup, then I think this has a chance to for something really crazy to happen. But uh, I do like Georgia to make a few plays in the offensive side of the ball, and I think South Carolina is really going to struggle to score in this game. It's going to be really ugly game offensively for South Carolina, I think. And uh, I like Georgia to win. Low-scoring game. JB. All right. <clears throat> so let's get started. Uh-oh. Here. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Go ahead, JB. Let's hear about that upset special. All right. Well, for one, uh, we talked about it previously in the podcast for the Georgia preview that Georgia is replacing a lot of guys on their defense. And I, I still like Georgia's defense. I do. There's a lot of talent that the guys that are plugging in are still going to be really great. Give me that players. butt. Give me that butt. But they don't. They're not going to have enough games under their belt to know the system <laughs> perfectly yet. And I think, that Mus- I think Muschamp and McClendon are going to be able to exploit that. I like them to be able – in my opinion, if South Carolina can score 20 points in this game, South Carolina wins. And I think they're, I think South Carolina's offense is going to be much improved from last year with McClendon as their offensive coordinator. I think Georgia's defense is going to be uh, having some slight growing pains early in the season. I do think the defense is going to be elite by the end of the year, but early in the season it's not going to be. And I think South Carolina's going to be able to score enough points. And like Old mentioned, I like South Carolina's defense to make enough stops against Fromm and the Georgia offense. That I'm going to go with South Carolina and upset. I think they win something about, about a score about 21 to 17. Crazy. Um, I'm going to have to tell you, JB, you did, for the second podcast in a row, sound like Lee Corso for just a second there. <laughs> But um, JB, Big Balls, Brooks, picking the upset. Um, too bad that I get to override your upset and say Georgia's going to win. So one and one, one and one, South Carolina. But good, good pick. I mean, I think I think it'll be a close game. It'll be. I don't know if it'll be the. Um, it is the CBS game. I don't think it'll be game day because um, it's probably a better game that week. And um, game day doesn't like to go to CBS CBS games that much. They they'll do it, but they don't like to. Sometimes they have no choice at Alabama and Auburn. But um, yeah, they prefer to go to games that they're going to be broadcasting. They don't like yeah. to compete with CBS. Yeah, yeah, they don't want to hype up a game on another network. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. But do, but not to get too sidetracked, but do y'all like game day? Not anymore. I, this is actually like one of the topics that uh, <laughs> I was going to suggest that we talk about on the preview episode coming up. Um, yeah, or at least, at least like early in the season. But, Just give uh, me a short a bit then. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I just – yeah, it's not good anymore. Okay. Yeah, that was a short snippet. Good job, Holt. <laughs> well, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it in our, our Wednesday. Hey, man, you brought it up. Yeah, no, no, no. I was – no, I know. I was just – I was curious uh, what you what you thought about it. JB, do you like it? Not anymore. Uh, not as much. I, I'll still say I, I will watch, you know, bits and pieces through the season, but I don't wake up in the morning at 9 o'clock in the morning and watch it for two hours before football game starts. Um, like, it's yeah. just not – it's not – it used to be a tradition – Amongst many households, it's just like, get it's, up it's, early and watch it, but it's just not as exciting anymore. It's too much yeah, like just... uh, like the sad story with like Tom Rinaldi, and too yeah. much of you know. I mean, I I love Lee Corso, but it's just he's kind of gotten to the point where I mean, I just it's just tough to watch him on TV. Honestly, I mean, yeah. he just he really struggles. It's I mean, it's kind of sad, honestly. Like like yeah, we all remember we all remember Lee Corso and his prom, like how good he was, but it's just kind of. He just got to the point where he's just really struggling to to talk 
you know, on camera. He is, and and I, I agree. Uh, I I don't mind seeing stories of adversity and overcoming adversity with the Tom Rinaldi pieces, but I just don't want to see that in the morning. Like, I want to see exciting stuff that's going to hype me up. I'd rather see more fun stories, like, you know, players, you know, goofing off behind the scenes, you know, like – like, you know, having cameras sit, go up behind the scenes, watch the coaches interact with, uh, you know, the other coaches, watch uh, the players interact with one another. I'd rather see more pieces of that or maybe seeing a uh, player doing some charity work rather than just, you know, seeing a player overcome adversity. Not that I don't want to see that, but I'd rather see that, you know, on a, maybe on a Saturday night outside the line special. not Or not Saturday night, but like a weeknight Saturday night line special, not well, Saturday um... morning. We'll, we'll keep this short here, but I'm going to say a couple more things about this. Um, <laughs> what I like, my, my favorite ESPN segment, I, I don't know if they still do it, but I, I love Todd's Taste of the Town, which makes sense because we do SEC slow smoke and it's food, fo- f- football and food or barbecue, southern food. So I do love that, and I don't know if they still do that. And then secondly, I'll say I don't know how people sit and watch Flying Bomb for like three or four hours on that SEC network. I, I can maybe understand listening to it if you're not doing anything, but I don't understand how you can sit and watch it. Some people do, though. Um, but um, do they, question, question, James, do they still do Todd's Taste of the Town? No, Todd Blackledge hasn't done that in a few years. I think yeah, probably I think because he's, he's getting too old, and uh, I don't think he needs, I don't think, I think he, knows he doesn't need to be doing that too much anymore. Okay. All right, so next game, one-on-one. Uh, Marshall, the We Are Marshall, by the way, comes to williams Bryce Stadium. Uh, to lose is what I'm predicting. I think, I think South Carolina is going to win this one pretty easily. Um, Hold, do you want to talk a little bit more about this? Uh, I mean, not too much. You know, Marshall is usually kind of, a, you know, one of the better group of five teams. But uh, I, I don't think they're going to be able to make any noise in this game. Okay. Um, JB, I'm not going to let you talk on this one, and then we'll go – um, to the next one, which this could be, I mean, it, it use, usually is a toss-up game, but I don't think it's going to be this year. Um, going to Nashville to play Vanderbilt, um, I think South Carolina's going to win. I don't like Derek Mason. I don't love Will Muschamp, but I love, like him a lot more than um, Derek Mason. Even though it's at Vanderbilt, I still think South Carolina's going to win this one. Um, but with, not without a fight, because both teams play kind of ugly. Um, I like, is it, I always forget, is it Sher- Shermer? Sher- what's his name? Jeff, Kyle, the, Kyle the, Shermer. Kyle Shermer. Yeah, sure. Shermer, he, um, I like, I like him as a quarterback, and I, I think they play better offense than um, South Carolina does. But I like Bentley too, and Vanderbilt plays usually pretty good defense. But so I, I think it might be kind of an ugly game. But I think uh, South Carolina win. I'll let JB go ahead and talk about this one. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, uh, South Carolina in this one. I, like you said, in previous years, this has had been more of a toss up, uh, especially when Franklin was the coach South at Vanderbilt. But South Carolina just has way too much talent. I think South Carolina's defense is going to be able to uh, contain Vanderbilt's offense. And South Carolina will be able to score some points on this Vanderbilt defense. Even though this Vanderbilt defense is scrappy, uh, like I said, I do like South Carolina's offense to be much improved this year. And I think South Carolina wins by a few scores. Oh, you know, keep it short, whatever you have to say? Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, it's tough to say. I mean, Vanderbilt is uh, – they. They should be good on defense because Derek Mason's a defensive guy, but at the same time, they kind of struggled a little bit on that side of the ball last year. Um, I don't really know how I feel about their quarterback. And uh, I mean, I like Kyle Shermer, but I'm not really sure how I feel about their skill position players, especially the receivers. So, uh, you know, this game definitely has some Will Muschamp doing Will Muschamp things potential on it as far as like it being like a ugly game and South Carolina acting like they're going to lose. But I don't see how Vanderbilt wins this game. I like – 
South Carolina get the win here. Um, you know, it's funny. We, we think about Vanderbilt being a good defensive team because of Derek Mason, but then I also remember last year when Alabama scored like 60 points on him. It was like, was it 60 to three or 66 or 63 to three? So it's kind of hard to think about like how good their defense can really be if Alabama can score. I know Alabama's good, but it's not that good. Um, so, all right. So we're going um, three and one taking on Kentucky at Kroger Field. And as previously mentioned, you can't just walk into a grocery store and come out with a win. So maybe a tough place to play for South Carolina. So I'm going to say – I'm going to say South Carolina win. This is a tough one, but I'm going to say South Carolina. And I'll let Holt go ahead and start it off. Yeah, I don't remember who I picked in this game in the Kentucky preview. I'm pretty sure I picked Kentucky um, just because they're at home. Um this is kind of a toss-up game. Kentucky's won four in a row. Um, so, I feel like they have their number a little bit. But uh, I could definitely see this game going either way. Um, I do like South Carolina's defense uh, a little bit more than Kentucky's. Both teams have uh, some pretty solid corners. So, I don't think there's going to be a lot of passing in this game. Um, but I do like – uh, Benny Snell just a little bit more than Rico Dowdle to get something going on the, in the running game. Um, so I'm going to pick Kentucky and keep going with the uh, with the trend the last few years. JB? Yeah, well, you know, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, last year uh, Kentucky went into Williams-Brice Stadium and beat uh, uh, South Carolina 23-13. I think South Carolina uh, came out really, really flat in that game too. Uh, didn't really play up to their standards. And I like South Carolina to uh, – go to Kentucky and uh, avenge that loss from last year. And I think it's going to be a close one, but, but I do like South Carolina. I think their defense is going to be able is much better than Kentucky's defense. And South Carolina will definitely be able to get some points on the Kentucky defense. And I'm going to go with South Carolina by probably about a, maybe a touchdown or maybe two scores. So that's two South Carolinas to one Kentucky. So that means South Carolinas get the win. They're going to be four and one now. And at four and one with the loss to Georgia, would they be ranked by then? You think? No, I don't think so. Because they, they're they're starting off uh, unranked anyway. So yeah, they're, they're going to fall further down in the uh, votes received. And the next game is Holt's boyfriend Drew Lock coming to town to take on South Carolina. I think South Carolina's going to win this one, but I'll let Holt talk about how great Drew Lock is for a little bit. Yeah, well. Uh... You guys know I'm a big Drew Locke fan. Um, I think he's going to be a first-round uh, quarterback this year. I think he's about to have a big senior year. Uh, a lot of weapons on offense as well. Um, they're coming off a bye before this game. It is at South Carolina. Um, and South Carolina's coming off of two road games in a row. So uh, this is definitely going to be a really good game. Um, I kind of like South Carolina's defense to maybe make it hard on uh, Drew Locke in this game, but I just think uh, there's a little bit too much firepower in that Missouri offense, and I don't think South Carolina's going to be able to keep up. Um, this was a good, a pretty easy win for South Carolina last year, um, but at the same time, I think Missouri was still trying to figure some things out early in the season last year. I think their defense is a lot better than they showed last year. So uh, I'm going to go with Missouri in this game, but I see this as kind of more of a toss-up than like a sure thing for Missouri. JB? I mean, I like Colts pick. I like Drew Locke a lot, and I think Missouri's going to be able to put some points up on South Carolina. But I do like South Carolina to put up a lot of points on that Missouri defense too. 
and especially with this game being at home. And uh, I'm going to have to go with South Carolina. I think they're going to win this one in a close win. But South Carolina's offense is going to be able to uh, put up just enough points to uh, hold off Drew Locke in that you know explosive Missouri offense. So that makes them five and one. Now will they be ranked, JB? Right on the edge. Just, I mean, because, they uh, uh, just because they're not going to really have, I guess, to the pollsters, they're not going to have like, really impressive wins, just decent yeah. wins with Kentucky and Missouri at that point. Yeah. Okay, so they'll be receiving them both is what you're saying. So then we have Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher coming to Williams-Brice. They have played three games in a row. Uh, at home at Williams Bryce, so this is the second game. Second game there, so this is um, Jimbo Fisher and his new look Texas A&M offense uh, coming to town. I think A&M's going to get this win. So this is the first loss, the second loss I picked besides Georgia. So um, Jamie, go ahead and talk about A&M real quick. Yeah, we we really like A&M. Uh, Holt and I both agreed about A&M. Uh, we think they're going to be much improved as the season progresses. And by this point, I think a and is going to be a much better team than they were at the beginning of the year. And uh, in the previous podcast, we picked A&M. I think Holt picked A&M. I picked A&M, and I'm going to stick with A&M. Uh, I really like A&M's defense. Uh, their, defense is going to, their defense is going to be much improved. Uh, they have a lot of talent. And Jimbo Fisher is going to be able to get uh, their offense going. Whoever the quarterback is between Starkle and Mond, most likely Starkle, uh, they're going to be much improved. Uh, they're going to get better as the season progresses. And A&M just has a little bit more talent than South Carolina. Even though South Carolina is talented, I like A&M to come into Williams-Brice and steal a victory. Even though I, I don't want to make any Gamecock fans mad. But I'm, I'm going to – this is probably – this is going to be an upset at, at this point of the season. Because South Carolina at this point of the season will be favored at home. But I'm picking A&M in an upset. Over, yeah. over the Cox. Angry Cox. Correct. Correct. Cox, Cox, Cox. Go ahead, Holt. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. Uh, this is another really good game um, that I could see going either way. Um, I'm picking South Carolina to lose a lot of these games, but that's mostly just because I did the other previews first and I picked them to lose. But uh, I, I could definitely see them winning uh, a few of these games. But uh, I do like Texas A&M a lot this year. I think they're really underrated. I'm a big fan of um, the defensive coordinator hire they made, Mike Elko. Um, they have a lot of talent returning on the defensive side of the ball as well. Um, Nick Starkle, I think it's going to be the quarterback. He's a guy who played really well last year when he was healthy. So uh, I think this is going to be another really close game, um, but I like A&M to get the win on the road. JB, did you – JB just said A&M like five times actually. Um, sorry. Yes, I was, uh, yes. I was checking, checking to make sure. Uh, let's get uh, let's together. Yeah, let's uh, let's lock it in one time, Alex. Yeah, sorry, I gotta, I gotta check my side. My, my side, my sides are blowing up my phone right now. I gotta make sure, make sure nobody, um, I don't mix any names up real quick. Um, by the way, happy anniversary to me and my girl from here. <laughs> All right, so let's say, um, so A and M is gonna win that game. So that's what five and two, I think now five and two, one two, no three four three. four five and two. Five yes. And two. You two have them at five and two. I got them at six and one, but because uh, you both have I do them not five have them. <laughs> I have them at like hold on, one, four. two, three. I have them at three and four. So, oh dang, my really? goodness, really? Yeah, I don't know if you guys. I guess you guys haven't really been listening to me at all, but I've been picking Georgia, the blues like every Georgia. game. <laughs> Georgia. <laughs> oh man, 
you know, defeating feeling you're like you're you're talking for like an hour and nobody's listening <laughs> the people that are supposed to listen to you aren't listening so you have you have uh vanderbilt you know you have kentucky missouri and georgia and a&m beating them yeah georgia kentucky missouri and a&m so in my so scenario they've losing, lost three in a row and they've lost all the toss-up games dang dang you're you were trying to like talk about how much Clemson sucks and how you're trying to get on Tech on his good side, but like, God dang, what are you trying to do right now? Uh, Just keep it real. Well, keep it hey, real. look, this season's not over yet. All right, so let's <laughs> let's see what they're gonna do. All right, All right so uh, glass half as, glass half full Holt. As a as a group here, we've we're say five and two, um, taking on Tennessee. They have a bye week and then they take on Tennessee again at Williams Bryce. Um, Holt will suck around and get some revenge and finally get a win. Good, good lord. Yes, South Carolina will beat Tennessee at home. They're coming off a bye before this game. They're going to regroup. Muschamp is 6-0 and uh, against Tennessee in his career. He's 6-2 and coming off of bye, uh, bye weeks. Um, and Tennessee has just faced a gauntlet of a schedule. Um, I don't really feel like running down uh, all the teams they play, but it's basically like all the best teams in the SEC, basically Tennessee is going to play like in a row before this game. And I think they're going to be worn out. Uh, I think they're going to be a little beat up on the defensive side of the ball. And uh, I think South Carolina is going to be able to make some plays on offense and um, find a way to get this win. Uh, is this like a guarantee? Like you feel 100% confident? Yes. I take it to the bank. South Carolina will beat Tennessee on October 27th. So what will you do if they lose? Let's say this. Would you, if they lose, will you eat some crockpot barbecue? If they lose? Uh, well, that just seems like a lot. This seems like a lot of work. But how about this? If they, if Seth Carolina loses this game, I'll eat KFC. Okay. <laughs> now that's a, that's definitely a big bet right there. Sorry, Colonel. Sorry, right, Colonel. We have to lose because he KFC. doesn't. Because Holt definitely doesn't find KFC finger licking good. Uh, finger, no, think... finger licking, finger licking, finger licking good. <laughs> that commercial is so yeah. funny. It's so stupid. Um, just right. yeah, I'm not. I hate KFC. I just. I think it's disgusting. Okay, so if South Carolina loses, you're going to be eating some KFC. We'll make sure to buy you a bucket. All right, if Tennessee Man, I got to eat a whole bucket. Yeah, we're going to buy you an eight piece. We're going to buy you an eight piece bucket. And I'm going to watch you eat it. <laughs> so, so, so not only do I have to eat a bunch of food that I don't like, but I'm also going to gain like 20 pounds while I'm doing it. Well, hey, it's fried chicken. I mean, it's you don't even have to eat the skin. You can just eat the chicken meat itself. Yeah. I mean, it, it probably doesn't seem like that much of a punishment because, like, it's fried chicken, people, man. Yeah, people eat that like by choice. But I just, I really do not like KFC. Like, I well, just I mean, think that's, it's gross. That's just how confident you are in South Carolina being Tennessee. So we, we get it now. You're a South Carolina fan. We get, yeah, right. we got we got to write this down so we remember. We should take I'll, a picture. We should set set a, set a uh, calendar uh, reminder for October 28th the next day. <laughs> oh, we will. I've already I already got it plugged it into my phone. <laughs> God dang! All right, all right, JB, go ahead and tell us um, what will you do if Tennessee wins? Because don't don't talk about too much about the pick. I'm assuming you're going to say South Carolina is going to win, but if Tennessee wins, what will you do? Uh, <clears throat> let's see. If Tennessee wins, I mean that's going to be more of a happy thing. So <laughs> I mean, it's I not. He, no, JB's got to eat Waffle House. No, because that's because I'm not going to eat Waffle House if Tennessee wins because that's the punishment. <laughs> I'm not gonna be punished. I'm not gonna be punished for something that I. Well, you like. can you can celebrate like Gus does. Gus celebrates. Oh, if Tennessee wins, then I'll probably like eat some 
good. Uh, Gus's fried chicken because I just beat the cops. No, 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 no. no. Gus Malzahn yeah. eats the waffle house. I know he does. I'm talking about Gus's fried uh, chicken though. The other Gus, because uh, you know Gamecocks are chicken. So Tennessee wins. I will eat some delicious fried right, chicken. We'll, we'll, but we'll anyways, uh, Tennessee's not going to win this game. Let's just be fair. <laughs> uh, they're they're coming off a they're coming off that gauntlet. They're going to be capped off with uh, uh, Alabama the previous week. Tennessee's going to be reeling at this point. They probably will have some injuries as well. Uh, South Carolina's coming off a bye. They're at home. I think South Carolina wins this one comfortably, easily by two or three scores. All right. So now we have five and three going to the Grove to take on Ole Miss. Um I think this is going to be a win for them after two, two uh, not two straight losses, but um, beating Tennessee, I think they're going to beat Ole Miss. So, Holt, go ahead and tell, tell us how much you hate Ole Miss and how much South Carolina is going to win this game. Uh, yeah, I definitely do hate Ole Miss. Um, that's definitely keep true. Real. You got to keep it real. Yeah, that's just 100% true. Man, uh, the kids say. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they said it anymore. I think they died like two years ago. Um, but, uh, sorry, dude. I know you're – I know you're getting old, so you don't really know hey, at what's least, uh, what at the least kids I are saying nowadays. At least I stopped wearing jorts. Like when they, <laughs> I wasn't the last one to stop wearing jorts, like JB. Yeah, so you always got that. Yeah, I always got uh, that. <laughs> but anyway, um, <clears throat> Ole Miss. So they're coming off a of bye week. It is at Ole Miss. Um, you know, Ole Miss has some really good players on offense. Um, especially at receiver, Jordan Tama, their quarterback played really well last year as well. Um, but my problem with Ole Miss this year is they may be able to do some things early in the season, but um, their two deep is really thin. Um, there's not a lot of talent there after the first unit. Uh, if they've sustained a couple of injuries by this point in the season, especially to their quarterback, then I think they could be a really bad team this year. Um <laughs> But at the same time, if they're healthy, um, then I could really see Ole Miss winning this game. So, to me, it, it really just depends on uh, how Ole Miss' season is going from a health perspective on how I feel about this game. Obviously, a lot can happen between now and November 3rd. Um, but I'm going to pick South Carolina to win this game because I think uh, Ole Miss is going to be a little banged up and they're not going to be able to field a, a great team, put a great team out there. Uh, South Carolina is going to be able to run the ball pretty easily in this game. I think they're going to be able to, you know, throw the ball as well, um, you know, off the play action and stuff like that. Um, and I like South Carolina to get the win. So, JB? But... JB? Well, we did the Ole Miss podcast a few weeks ago, and I picked South Carolina, and I'm going to stick with South Carolina. I think South Carolina is going to be uh, playing with some momentum at this point. Just <clears throat> just by my record, uh, South Carolina is going to be, what is it, 6-1 and one going into this game? They're going to be six, six and one by six my and two. No, oh, well, I only right. have them. I only have them having one loss coming to this game. Okay. Yes, their one loss is going to be the A and M game. No, uh, no, no, Georgia, Georgia. They no, Georgia. no, I. Oh, oh, no, 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 yeah, I. Carolina beat Georgia. Uh, I just have South Carolina losing to A and M only up until this point. Okay. All right, all right, so at this point, yes, they will be a ranked team. And I've, I've got them going to fight anyway. I think they're going to win this game. I actually might be able to attend this game as well. So I'll be able to uh, see this uh, Will Muschamp coach team in, in action and in person. So I'm excited about that. I am picking South Carolina. I think they're going to win this one by double digits. Like Holt said, uh, Ole Miss is more of a uh, first-half season type team. Uh, they're probably going to be a little banged up at this point. South Carolina has a little bit more depth. 
And I think they're better, the South Carolina defense is going to be able to make some stops on this Ole Miss offense, just enough stops. And I think South Carolina's offense is going to be able to control the line of scrimmage and uh, keep that Ole Miss defense on the field and control the time of possession. South Carolina will win this one comfortably. So that makes them 7-2 and two by our collective standards. Um, JB, you said you're excited because you're going to this game. You're excited to see Will Muschamp. Are you – and you're going to Ole Miss to watch this game. Are you more excited to watch Will Muschamp coach or are you more excited to go to the Grove and look at all the pretty girls with their sunglasses on? Oh, you're putting me on the spot here. JB, um, there's no point, wrong answer. By, by this point in the season, uh, the girls are going to be a little more covered up too. Because it's we're going, we're going into the fall, <laughs> we're going more into like the cooler time of the year. So they're not going to be wearing those sundresses. Although leggings, some, right? although some of them still dress like idiots, you know. So, well, idiots. I'm talking about idiots because because they're going to wear they still wear sundresses when it's like 55 degrees out there because they still want to flaunt their stuff. So, but that's that's just part of the uh, atmosphere. But I'm going. I go mainly for the football games. I don't. I mean, the, could, Grove, um... the Grove is great, but the football games is what excites me most. I mean. You can't ever pass up on SEC football. Yeah, hold, keep it short. But um, do you do you think like Ole Miss girls are hot, or are you just like saying like gross? They go to Ole Miss, they're ugly as shit. Uh, no, I don't think how you look has anything to do with what team you root for or what school you go to. I think I'm Ole Miss, sure there's. I think like, I think Ole Miss girls are really hot. I think there's hot girls at pretty much every SEC school, though. I'm sure there's hot girls at Vanderbilt, even. I'm sure there's some like <laughs> yeah, even Vanderbilt's got some pretty ones. Yeah, it's messed up. I'm I'm sure there's some like some state fans who're like, no, Ole Miss girls are ugly. Like I I don't like them because I I go to state and I love state and I hate Ole Miss. Uh, probably... I, don't, I don't think so. I think uh I think uh, a man's natural instinct to be attracted to someone um is big cities kind of kind of uh kind of comes before uh your rooting interest on the football field. Yeah. Nevertheless, uh, South Carolina still has to play some games. Uh, so they go and beat the shit out of Ole Miss at Ole Miss. We didn't say beat the shit out of them, but they're going to beat them pretty easily, I guess. And then they come back to Gainesville, Florida, take on the Gators. Go Gator. Um, I think this is going to be a Florida win, so I think this is, um, this is another hiccup for South Carolina. Um, I'll let JB talk about this kind of short, so keep it a little short, JB. Right. So um... – by my predictions at this point, they'll be 8-1. Uh, probably be a top 15 team in the country. Uh, this is definitely the kind of season that South Carolina fans have been waiting for. But I think it's going to be derailed when they play at Florida and Gainesville. Uh, by this point, Florida's going to be a much improved team. Florida, I think at this point, probably going to be like maybe a 7-2, 6-3 I can't quite remember where I had them. But they're going to be a really solid team, too. This is at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Uh, Florida still has a really a lot of talent. Uh I think Florida's defense can be able to make enough stops, especially at home, be able to uh, be able to feed off the crowd. And I'm going to go with Florida this one. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I mean, this is, uh, you know, I mean, it's, just, it's so far away, it's, it's hard to say. Um, I do think I'm going to pick Florida to win this game. I just like Dan Mullen a little bit more as a head coach than I do Will Muschamp. Um, it's at Florida. Um, you know, F- Florida – they're not up to their standards for how talented they are, but I still think that they're uh, pretty, a little, maybe a little bit more talented than South Carolina. Um, I could, you know, just like I said, I could see this like this game going either way. I hate to hedge my bets here, but uh, I do think this game could go either way. But just like I said, I like them on a little bit more in there at home, so I'm gonna go with, with Florida in this game. Do you think if this was at South Carolina, you'd be picking South Carolina? 
Yeah, definitely. Especially if it was earlier in the season, too. Because I think early in the season, Florida may be struggling a little bit more than they will be late in the season. Okay, so that's uh, seven and three. Excuse me, seven and, yeah, seven and three. Seven and three. Uh, playing Chattanooga at home, UT Chattanooga. So I, we're going to all say this is an easy win. Although UT Chattanooga is usually a pretty good uh, team in the FCS. Um, in they the have SoCon. a Mississippi State transfer as their quarterback, too. Which, what's his name? Nick Tiano. Was he supposed to be good at state? Uh, not really. He played like, I think, like one game. That game they got blown out against Auburn at home a couple years ago. He played like a little bit, but okay. that was pretty much it. They had like four quarterbacks that year, and once Nick Fitzgerald won the job, he was like, "Yeah, I'm getting is, out of here." Is he supposed to start at Chattanooga? Yeah, he he was their starter last year. So I assume okay. he's going to be starting again this year. I don't know. I haven't looked at uh, Chad News depth chart recently. <laughs> yeah. Eight, eight. Man, you really need to prepare more for this South Carolina podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. I know the South Carolina fans really want to know about Chad Nuga. I know that's, uh, that's the game they got circled uh, in November. The big rivalry. Um, it's, not the, it's not the Tennessee game that we have circled, though, for you eating the shit ton of KFC. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm just picturing that. That's going to be so funny. I probably will be a Tennessee fan. I, I, I'll have to be there to witness that, too. Like, he's going to have to eat this, like, surrounded by both of us. <laughs> while so we we'll so probably like, – we'll plan this, but, I think, around – we'll plan this around Thanksgiving. How about that? While we so – if, if you guys eat Gus's, like, in front of me while I'm eating KFC, like <laughs> – That would actually be torture, but that would be that would be good reasoning for the bet, though. I'd probably yeah, end I our would, friendship. But in, in fairness, in fairness, we need to do some kind of bet, like to where JB loses something too. Like if if he picks yeah. a game that they win, so like we need to we need to do it. We need to turn around at him a little bit. So we'll figure that out too. Um, all right, so they're eight eight and three taking on Clemson at Clemson. Uh, this is a not the Thanksgiving Day game, but I, I think it's either that Friday or Saturday after Thanksgiving. Um, I think it's gonna be an easy win for Clemson. I think South Carolina is due for a win against Clemson in the rivalry rivalry game here. But it's just it's tough to beat Clemson. Clemson's gonna be really good this year. They're probably my favorite team in the country with their defense and um, some continuity on offense with Kelly Bryant and even um, the Trevor Lawrence guy is gonna be really good too. So I don't I don't think they'll play both, but they're not gonna have any problems on offense with both those quarterbacks and then they're really good defensive line. So I just think it's just gonna be really hard for Kentucky to win this one. Uh, go ahead, Holt. Yeah, you know, it's just – it's tough. Um, this has been a pretty ugly game the last couple of years. Um, Clemson really seems to have their number. They've been to the playoff, was it, three, four years in a row now. Um, they recruit as one of the top teams in the country. And uh, not only that, but they play in the ACC where they really only have to beat Florida State and then they're pretty much going to be undefeated. So um, they're going to have a lot to play for. Um, it's going to be a really big game for them. Um House is going to be rocking in Clemson, and uh, I'm, I like Clemson to get the win. I do think South Carolina is going to be able to keep it closer this year, um, hopefully. And uh, but I still like Clemson to get the win here. JB, do you yeah, have I'm... big calls to pick South Carolina to beat Georgia and Clemson? Not enough balls. I'm going to pick Clemson in this one. No balls. Especially this one being at Memorial Stadium, Death Valley. Uh, and Clemson's just really, really good. So I think Clemson's probably going to be undefeated at this point. They might have one loss. But I, I have Clemson going to the playoff in my, in my uh, pick them. 
and they're really talented too. I really like Kelly Bryant. Uh, their defensive line is arguably the best in the country. Uh, the way they're going to be able to control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. This Clemson team might be the best Clemson team that uh, top to bottom that Davis Winnie's had since he's been there. And I, I'm going to go with Clemson. Oh, do you like uh, do you like Mississippi State's defensive line better than Clemson's defensive line? No, that would be the only defensive line in the country that's better than Mississippi State's, in my opinion. That's why I was wondering because. Um, but are there are there other because I know Sweat and Jeffrey Simmons, but are there other yeah lines too? <laughs> yeah, they're loaded. Like I mean, seriously, like they're Mississippi State's like third string uh, defensive linemen are guys who have like were number one highly recruited and also have played and played well like when yeah. they when they've been on the field. Nevertheless, uh, this makes South Carolina eight and four. Which coming from nine win team last year, they were nine and four last year, so a repeat year. But the SEC is a little bit better than they were; should be better than they were last year. Uh, all the teams they play, so um, it's going to look like the same. But I think they'll be a better team than last year, um, which is kind of crazy because we we picked them eight and four, um, but separately we like if I was picking them, I'd probably pick eight and four. But Holt, you have them losing like ten games or something like that, and JB has them winning like eleven games. So it's yeah. kind of crazy. That we got to this is four. yeah, this is a good preview no, to do because this that. is this is like one of the few teams that me and JB like really disagree on. Yeah. So no, no. This will be I'm completely wrong. You have them winning like nine games, right? Yeah, and I don't have them losing ten games, but I, I understood. I got, I got them at nine and three. Yeah, I got them at nine and three, losing to Clemson, Florida, and A and M. I think. Like, I have them at five and seven, but like I don't actually think they're going to go five and seven. I think they're going to be more like seven and five, six and six. I think Dang, they're going to a bowl game. Seven. But they go five and seven. Muschamp's gone. Well, he's not going to be gone. He's just going to be on the hot seat because they like him too much right now. No, I don't think he's. They're not going to go five and seven. I just that's just the way the schedule worked out. Like it's just when you have to pick like the whole conference. Like sometimes you, you know, I don't know. Like things well, can. These can go like a different. Way. I mean, five and seven is more like the floor for this team. I think the ceiling is maybe around like eight and four. So there's like a wide uh, range of outcomes for this team this year. I think. Well, it's kind of like like for instance, we ha- in their schedule this year. They have they go to they go to Kentucky to play, and then they play home games against Missouri and in Tennessee. That's four games. I know those four games. If you just look at them as a whole, I would say they would probably lose two games and win two games. But when you're looking at them individually, you can convince yourself South Carolina might win most of those games. Might win three of those games. So it's yeah. a little different how you do the schedule. But we have them eight four. Um, we like we like. Mm, I guess we actually we disagree on how we feel about Muschamp. I like him. I like him at South Carolina right now. Um, there's a. Maybe a little bit of concern on Holt for Muschamp being the right guy long term, um, but I, I like him right now. I think he did well last year, and I think uh, if they win eight games this year, um, the regular season, I think it'll be, I think it'll be okay because I think they'll be competitive in those eight, those four games they lose. So I think that's what really matters is they compete with Clemson and Florida and Georgia and make it close. I think that's, I mean, obviously they'd want to win, but if they keep it close and look look like it's competitive, then I think that's looks good for Muschamp. I think that's good year for South Carolina. Yeah, I like him. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I do like him at more of like a middle tier uh, job than like a upper tier job. But it's just, uh, I just feel like long term fans are kind of going to get sick of the way his teams play. Um, you know, the way he recruits obviously is really fun. And uh, you can convince yourself the offense is going to be good every year to a fault. But uh, I just don't think it's ever going to, I don't think he's ever going to figure out the offensive side of the ball. 
Yeah, I mean, they have a new offensive coordinator, so we'll see how that works. Yeah, out. but I mean, they hired him from in house, though. Like, I mean, it's yeah. just hard to get excited about that. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's not like he went out and got like some awesome offensive coordinator with a proven with a proven track record. He just hired like his wide receivers coach from last year, who's probably going to do. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be the same offense, but there's definitely going to be a lot of similarities. I would think. This concludes our South Carolina podcast. We'll do Missouri next, which is the last SEC team uh, that we're going to preview, and then we can do our weekly podcast, which we'll do one um, before the games on Saturday and after the games on Saturday, probably like Wednesday, Thursday, and then Sunday or Monday um, is what we'll do. So, as always, thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and iTunes. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes at SEC So Smoke. Everything we make is simple for you because we're not too smart ourselves. So we appreciate you listening and see you next time.